Hello everybody here. My name is Ben Yuko and I am the president of the Zo One Three organization. And I would lovely to present you my community space on Zo One Three Podcast Media. So if you are very interested in hearing about sports, IT and entertainment, let's hear these words. Ladies and gentlemen. It's a that fun time, time. That's right. All right, guys. Hello, this is the podcast media here. My name is Ben Yuko here, and today is Monday, February twenty second, two thousand twenty one. What a to have a great time with you all in this wet this days. You know, this Monday, celebrating that now back again for another episode of the podcast media. Lots of lots of Minnesota sports news. I'm gonna really go through that today. We got we got one tech up today. We got a scandal and a couple a couple R and B stories. We'll get the run through a couple of entertainment news stories. So we're gonna get this thing on the right and let's start this right now. Now let's start with this Tim Walls here. Let's read this thing and. I, Let's just talk about the Timberwolves and do some reinforcement again here. Timberwolves named Chris Fitch new head coach. After announcing the firing of coach Ryan Saunders on Sunday night, the Minnesota Timberwolves have a new coach. Monday morning, the team announced Chris Finch as the new head man. I'm excited to announce Chris Fitch, our next head coach, president of basketball operations. Gusta Rosa said Chris brings a wealth of basketball experience from his time in the NBA. G League and internationally, he's one of the most creative basketball minds in the NBA and has the successful maximizing players. And I'm excited to see him bring our team to the next level and beyond. I would like to thank Glenn Taylor and Gustin Rosa for this incredible opportunity to be the head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Fitz said in a statement, I look forward to working hard in hand with Gerson to build and lead a team that the Timberwolves fans will be proud of. We have a excellent piece of emphasis in place, and I can't wait to get to work. Finch has coached in the NBA and the G League for over 24 years, and coached likes of some of the great game's biggest stars 
includes Anthony David, DeMarcus Cousins, Jay Harden, Nicole, Zion Williams, and Kyle Lowry. So he used to be really good with all these other teams. So the Timberwolves now have a 7-24. Let me just talk to you what I think about this. We can put all the efforts and all the new coaching on this team. In any way, it actually goes into play. Until people are thoroughly replaced and seriously, seriously, completely changed from the position that they are taking. That they are taking. Nothing's going to change. Because I've been a Timberwolves fan and big KG fan when I first was in second grade. So I was eight years old when I was into basketball. I used to play little basketball when Ray Allen used to be on the team. So, like, for example, for example, I used to have my in my old house, in my house, I used to play basketball in the house. So it was very, very interesting. So I was like, Trying to shoot some hoops, dunking like KG Garnett had those little things like that. So it's very, very kind of fun and very interesting times that I actually really share of making sure that a team like this can actually be good. So I'm never, I never in my life said I hate the Timberwolves. Now I just think there's too much politics. That makes the Timberwolves look bad. And that's why they have sucked. All these fucking years. They sucked all these years. Because I have been. So. So people have to understand. It's just. The way they treat Garnett. I'm just so sick of it. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. The things that they treat Kevin Garnett for. For paying them. What letting getting them players to help and playing things that were not very, very good for the actual team. The fact that the fact that someone like Glenn Taylor, who is this not a professional player, how do you get people like that are not that talented? Like guys like, you know, like Glenn Taylor, who doesn't know how to run a successful team, because you know he runs the Star Tribune, he runs the Pioneer Press. A lot of people don't know that, and he's influenced. How you get the links good, but you can't get this team good. You can't get this. You can't get the Timberwolves to look good. No, no, folks, something's wrong there. Something's completely wrong with this picture. And I would think, and, and think about my, my favorite years of the Twins uh, Timberwolves team has to be all of all the years, i say 2004. Because we really sh- we really should have been in the NBA Finals. That that 4 team, we should have been in the, the NBA Finals. There's no way. Because I remember, I remember that time when I was so excited when I was a when I was a sophomore in high school, 
when I used to be cheering on for the for the Timberwolves. And again, it was like one of my favorite things about keeping that team actually strong and consistent. No, I'm not listening. People say I I say I I hate the team. If I really said if I really said that and really had a hatred of the team, I would never go to a game again. But I remember all those good times. All those good things and having that, that big highlight going going to Timberwolves games was so fun when I was little. <laughs> but you know, it's like I miss I miss those good old times. It, it's just it's just to me I'm just so dis I'm just so disgusted of how the wolves can do all these politics over and over and every few years you get new coaches and new coaches and the team still always sucks. Because I just think the bottom line, they have to be a change of ownership. Because the only way that that team can change is absolutely the ownership. He, I just think Glenn Taylor needs to just focus on the paper. I think he just needs to sell the team. He needs to absolutely sell the team. He needs to sell the team. Because he's just he doesn't know. And or if he wants to stay with the link links, I think he needs to sell both because I think think he doesn't have the the passion to make Minnesota basketball be good and be a consistent team to win and having your run of having championships or have a mindset of building a long relationship with the fans. So if you're not building a relationship with the fans, how are you going to how are you going to get support? How is the team going cuz I cuz I do want to come back to a game. But we need to start start winning again because I had someone at work. I was I work at Lifetime. His name is Tony. He was talk he was talking to me about how and shout out to Tony from Lifetime Fitness because he was telling me how his team his team, the Timberwolves, he wasn't want he didn't want to pay for all the seasonal ticket games anymore. Because the way they were sucking so bad. And that is the really, really tough thing you want to hear. Kevin Garnett is the biggest thing that made me so angry why I haven't watched a lot of the games. Because when they when they traded them back in 2007, I wouldn't... I, I didn't put my full support on this team because I just think like they, I feel like they just didn't give them the support we need, and we were sucking for three years. A man like Kevin Garnett should be in the NBA championship, and then he wins it with Boston in two thousand and eight. It's so it's so disappointing. Very disappointed about how someone who was very, very loyal, giving back to the community, 
loving the, the town, want to work with the team. And he doesn't get the proper respect that he deserves. I hope everyone understands that because that's just how Glenn Taylor applies politics. I just think he just thinks he's just not fit to be able to bring an actual team to the table. And that's what makes us a concern. Now let me just give you a thing what makes I think a team and these three points. Number one, you have to have consistent winning season, at least two consistent winning seasons to bring fans in your games. More fans in the game. Proper service gets many things well with the Timberwolves. That actually makes things about team and the players having proper interaction with the fans. When you don't have all three of those, the three things I just mentioned, I just think you're just, and it keeps going on year after year after year. And don't get me started with the drafts. Like skipping on Stephon Curry when you want the Golden State, Michael Beasley. We just gloss over them. Over all those teams, all those players that were actually good, which we could bring. Because remember, I remember when Stephon Curry was playing with, when he was with Davidson. And he was just bombing. He was just shooting threes like it was nothing. <laughs> and it was nothing. And so unbelievably smart of him when he was actually doing that. But the Timberwolves skipped all over him. Skipped over Michael Beasley. Makes absolutely, and those were one of the best, hottest players at that time, at my time. Could actually at least start bringing people back, and we could have had a successful one, just like the Minnesota Lynx. He gives them championships, but he can't give, he can't give the Timberwolves at least one. It's like, what does that have to say about his leadership? She said leadership it's just not there. It just isn't consistent enough about being a strong leader. And I hope everybody gets that understanding in bit. Alright, now now in my next topic I wanna to talk about today. It's a lot of things good coming up. We've got some good parts uh, coming up here. Is the Twins hope to boost target field capacity for the home opener? According to KSTP, the Minnesota Twins are looking ahead for the upcoming season, hoping to bring more fans back into stands. Five the season has confirmed the team is working to obtain 25% capacity at target field for this, this year's season, which will be about 10,000 fans. The outgoing COVID-19 pandemic limited state capacity this past year. In a statement, Monday, Governor Tim Wallace said he is eager to get to back to Target Field if Minnesota keep work hard to keep the virus under control while vaccination. And we're optimistic we can get fans back into the stand in some capacity. See, the administration will remain close with his twins. So they're going to have designated stuff. 
So Minnesota Twins, there, get ready for that stuff. And so that's why. Now, more Twins news, and we're going to talk about this. This is also going to help us here to understand the Twins baseball news. He'll, we'll get to the other ones coming up here. Five questions relating to the AL East Central this season. So, how long did AJ Hinch help the Tigers? So, three seasons of long. How? So, that's a great question they can have. So, question that we should be asking. And it says here, Ron Guyard is no longer at the helm of the, in the Moldy with former Astro manager AJ Hinch taking over a young Roger Hinch was suspended for all 2020, a part of the fall related to the Astros cheating scan. The Tigers are ready to give him a second chance, especially with the organization close, to make the turn back to being re relevant. Detroit farm system that includes some of the game's high profit, and Hinch will be, want, be there to pull all the strings. This will be actually be a good team, so that's what the team, if they can be focused. Hinch will bring a new focus to the Tigers. And he might at he might help change the organization direction. He was at the helm of the Astros as we a juggernaut in the American League in five seasons. He had never had a losing record, and the club won over 100 games in three different seasons. His data-driven approach may help turn around a Tigers team that has averaged over 100 losses in each of the last three seasons. So, yeah, that that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's despicable, despicable, total, 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 total disgusting. Made up fraud. Isn't that funny? Will the White Sox suffer a sophomore slump? So, so it basically, it could happen. Could happen. National love that fought the Twins for the sale of Central last year. Young Rogers are tough to predict. Becoming that could be versatility with players that Jay adjusts to playing at the baseball highest level. Baseball prosperous use Petrico to predict every team final record, and they have the White Sox finishing eight wins behind Minnesota and two games behind Cleveland. Lucas Lutz Roberts was sensational in the outfield, but there are some sons at the play. How will he judge a full season of work? John Masada uh, Mon Kendall is a four time prospect, and he is trying to put all together. At the big league, more veteran players like Jose Abreu and Yasmin Grando should help stabilize the offense. Lance Wynn joins Lucas Galero and Dallas Keenlich at the top of the Sox rotation, even if they slump. It looks like the White Sox will challenge the Twins for the central top spot. It's going to be... So that's one. So let me read the next, the next two, three questions. How far will Cleveland fall? It's amazing to consider the pitchers that Cleveland has dealt with over the last Tuesday. Gone names like Trevor Bauer, Mike Callen, Cleveland, and Carl Caruso 
has helped regain the AL Cellular winner Shane Beaver and other young artists to take more of the important role of the pitching team. Pedagogue has Cleveland finishing second in the AL, so maybe the team won't fall for too long. Oh, well, that'll be that. The Cleveland's gonna be that's gonna be a team that's gonna need some work. Cleveland's gonna need some work. Alright, so I'm not gonna. And they lost two of the best players to the Mets, and the Mets are gonna be. You better watch the Mets. The Mets. You better watch the Mets because the Mets, Mets are gonna be very, very. They could be very good this year. They potentially could be very, very good on winning these games. So you gotta. You gotta watch how everybody's gonna be consistently coming together on this. So, I like to see uh, the 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 Mets do very well in this in this season. So Kansas City, how good Kansas City will really be? Kansas City have a secret good offseason by everybody like Andrew Bentinelli, Carlos Santana, Michael Taylor, Mike Muneer. Players like Jose, George Sola, Whit Merrifield, each bring their own unique perspective. Skills that can help boost the candidate lineup. Even with these players, Petco pegs the run for a 70-90 fan, which closer to the time than the White Sox, and they have like one point chance of winning the division. And then... So also, they said, who will win the AL Central? Minnesota is the bad-to-bad AL Central champion. But the other teams are trying to impede on their run for a 3 feet. Kansas City and Detroit don't seem to have the fire. This is saying win over a full season. This leads Minnesota Chicago valuing for the top spot. Some betting lines having the White Sox at favorite. And others have Minnesota and Chicago in a near-dead heat. The division's Still belongs to the twin, especially if the White Sox suffer in kind of slump in 2020. Cleveland pitching might be strong enough to keep them in the conversation, but one or two key injuries, and they won't have the depth to stay in the race. And I'll be doing a special report, a special report on this. Will be we'll have what we have in the weekly Twins discussion every week. So when that does come back, I am. I'm excited to bring us in to have all the, and I am going to be having the interviews on here on here soon. So, so it is a, in the planning, in the works. So I want to have make sure that everybody is so contained and being ready. That yeah, I'm so excited. So we are seeing the twins. That and I got another, another one that also came out last week. I never had a chance too. Oh, and also another thing that came with my atten- attention here. Uh, also, last week, last week, also, Brian Dozer, as all-star for the Twins, retires at 33. Wherever a popular Twins player from Brad Raggett, Joe Name, Michael Delgado, Tori Hunter, through the MM boys, have a retired news company organ, turns out in force. The Zoom version that occurred Thursday when Brian Dozer announced his retirement after nine seasons, including seven with the twin. Dozer w- wore a perpetual grin on his face as Ron Goddard, Paul Maurer, as well as Terry Ryan, John Williams, and even Clubhouse Major Ronald 
McCormick appear on the screen one to wish number two a happy retirement. You know how much I respect you, man, said Exwell, who got out of a Diamondback team meeting to congratulate Dolby. You taught me how to play this game the right way, man, and that's why I'm still here. Exwell was the teammate who experienced good time and adored bad time with Dolby. So Gaza was the man who told Dolby to start taking Granville as shortstop after his rookie season when the trade made him to be the second full, their full-time second baseman. Maurer was the manager who benefited when Dozer unlocked his power blasting 42 home runs. The only twin other than Harmon Kilbert and Nelson Cruz to reach 40 home runs in the season. In addition to the performance, it's just how you took care of your teammates and made everyone better. Maurer said you never have selfish about anything that you do. Out of the 192 home runs Dozer hit in his career, 167 came out of second baseman for the Twin Club. He had a he hit 127 home runs for 2014, 76 more in the American League. He was traded to the Dodgers in July 2018, playing in 47 games. In 2019, he signed as a free agent with the Nationals, who shook. Off a terrible start to win the World Series. He was only hitting 2.238 during the season and won all the six in the postseason. Eric Brees sent in the Padres or Dodgers signed with the Mets in 2020, but only for his seven game before release a month later and began to realize his time might be up. As I think about during this out, he made it official Thursday. I'm going to read this final statement. I was blessed. To be able to play with such good management and general manager throughout my career, and some people I respect forever and call them friends forever. Those that I play with for some of the great organizations, and so I appreciate you, Guy Howard. Of course, flashed his trademark humor with saluting Dolce, one of the nicest persons I ever met around my life. Really thoughtfully enjoy watching him grow as a player, Guy Howard. And of course, after I left, he started hitting bombs all in the sea. I'm gonna say this to Dozer. Thank you very much. Thanks, what you do. Thanks, of everything you provide for our team. We cherish everything that you've done for the Twins organization over the past years. I am so proud watching you dominate us that year. The big highlight, remember you hitting that home run at the New York Yankees in 2017. You have made the team so wonderful, so cherished at anything on our our time. It is adorable of the good things and the good hard things that you actually do for the twins. That moment actually is going to be remembered for years to actually come. This, you deserve everything that you deserve. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for your smile. Thanks for your hustle. Thanks for your self-determination for all the Twins fans here and us in the Zoe 1-3 organization 
we want to wish you a happy, successful retirement. C congratulations, man. Let's give this man a hand. Oh, great. Okay, other news coming out also last week. St. Paul Saints to open a 142 game schedule on April 6th. In their first year at the top, as a top minor league affiliate of the Twins, the St. Paul Saints will open their 2021 on April 6th at Clippers at Chicago. As a player's shortest schedule in, in, as an independent minor, the Saints will now play 142 games against six opponents in the Midwest Division Baseball Triple A's. All series will be six games in length and run from Tuesday to Sunday, with Mondays being arrested or a travel day. The Saints are one of three teams who will only play opponents in the division to minimize travel because of the pandemic. According to the Columbus, where's Cleveland top minor with the other opponent will be Indianapolis Pirates, Iowa Club, Louisiana, Omaha Reds, and Tigers. Game times haven't been announced. The Saints will have their post-game fireworks after their games on July third and fourth, as well as this fan appreciation day. Last month, Saints named Toby Gardner, the son of former Twins manager Rod Gardner, the manager team, and they're ready to keep that Gardner family. That name is ready to go. I want to see what this young young cat can do. Let's see what he can do. The Twins have moved their AA affiliate with, from Pensacola to Wichita, with class team and remain in center. Rapids and Fort Myers. The only major minor league All-Star game this year will be Detroit. They haven't been this year, however, to have postseason, and they may not be held this year due to the pandemic. Right. I hope I can get out to at least one or two Saints games this summer. I gotta, I gotta get out there. I gotta just see how to get out, to get out there, to get in the Jordan see. We can actually get a lot of the big teams out there to enjoy with the twins and stuff. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a great. Gonna be a great year, and it's gonna be amazing to do. Man, we're gonna we're gonna we're going right through all the news stories here. Microsoft's word is getting text predictions next month. Microsoft is playing. Add text prediction to Word next month. The new feature will work similarly to Google, the small component of options machine learning to predict what words an author would need to speak up the document to create. Microsoft originally announced a better text prediction last year, but Nero spotted it's now the Microsoft 365 roadmap to reach all Word users on Windows those next month. Well, where will high out, gray out prediction when using the right content about a document and the suggestions can be acceptable using the tab key or eject by hitting the escape. Text prediction can be also disabled. So it's going to be very nice if they just roll out ideas and try to think about well, that amazing about well, technology and any thing. Let's Let's see. Okay, do one more. Might might just throw in a couple of stories. They got they got some really nice technology. Is he coming out? 
so that's why. Here's another story coming from Netflix from here. Netflix latest feature automatic downloads shows based on what you like. Netflix is adding a new mobile feature that automatic downloads shows recommended movies based on viewing history. Download for your launches globally today for Android, the company announced. You need to opt in to use the feature. Once toggled the download tab, you need to sell how much space, one, three, or five. You want to use more space equal more Netflix recommendation download. TechCrunch reports, although Netflix full catalog is available with futures, some downloads will be limited because of licensing restrictions. The platform continues to improve its offline line of watching on Netflix launched smart downloads on Android in 2018 with automatic deleted download episodes after they've been watched. Although downloads for you is currently only available on Android or iOS, will begin testing soon. So they're going to get that out there. So I'm going to talk and do more, another in-depth story here I want to talk about here is Talib Kweli's here. Talib Kweli broke his son so it, as a teenager two days ago, this white DJ Ekwa filed for divorce. Ekwa and I have been separated since 2015. We haven't lived in the same house. Or even seen each other since 2015, he says in a statement according to Glad. The Black Star rapper is strangled while filed divorce paper on Friday, seeking to legally end their marriage of nearly 12 years. According to their team, the Rocky marriage includes getting kicked out of a club after they clashed when Eckler saw them talking to another woman in the night spot. Despite the broad talk, quality and exquisite. Remain legally married through the years. TNZ said they don't have any minor children together. Last year, Twitter permanently suspended the rapper for harassing 24 activists named Maya Moody when he said when said he continued to tweet at her. He denied harassing her. Quality later announced that he officially left her and joined Patreon. <sighs> I can't say anything about his marriage. And you can you can tell what he was up to because the fact that you're talking to another woman when you're married, it's kind of not a bad thing. But then you also been hearing things with Jaguar, right? But I got a question: Why have they not come up and fight the charge? Uh, fight what Jaguar Wright was saying. So when they were actually having a discussion about how how things were actually going to going to be about what was going on he's talking to other women then he also got involved with this girl uh, with this woman trying to flirt with this 24 year old woman a grown 4 year old trying to flirt with a little 20 year old it's kind of a little testy it's a little so a little testy a little bit. But you know, this is what he gets. This is what he absolutely gets. He has that and he also he also he also was stealing money from Black Lives Matter, that phony boat licking organization that does nothing for black people. So so you know then you know that that's a joke. 
So I, so Tal Quali is kind of known for this kind of shit. For all this stuff. So like, let me get back to that Jaguar right. Because last year when he was speaking up about the molest, uh, about sexually harassing her, I'm asking, like, if you're saying that this hasn't come out, why have you not filed any lawsuit for slander? Where is the... What was all this was um where was all this going on? But why do you even wait for months to even speak out about this? So that also is another thing that also should be considered and discussed on working towards getting away with better well um relation um better advice about how to fix situations like this because this is gonna actually be, this is gonna hurt him so bad. If he thinks that he's going to do something about it. And it's very tough on his whole credibility. He may want to think. He may want to think about what he's doing. Before he actually does it. So that's why. The important thing about Tower Quality is. Is that you know what. You need to fix yourself. Before you actually talk about anybody else. And yes I don't like Adol's. That organization. I don't like FBA organization because it's all a hustle. It's a joke. Just like I don't like the Democrat Party or the Republican Party. Don't like any of these grifting political cults. No. Okay? So, all quality is just like was not giving money back to the prisoners that were being locked up and being set up for charges. They were raising money for it. And he never really displayed all the money. So you know that Tyler Quali is a joke. Okay. But he has some good songs. Like he has a couple. He has a couple old songs that actually playing old songs that pre Ferguson that I actually do like him. Like he was with Blackstar with Tyler Quali. So that's that's what's really making this a tough situation. So that's why. Now this is from fuck y'all here, and I. Why people are mad? Lonely men for only saying the N word here. It says it's funny that this lonely, lovely mini situation came up because last night I was blowing my at CJ's new soft hog because he was N N N in it. He fed resumes of Kari B and Six Net. That is why I created this grab because they are all New York rappers and all of them getting pushed by the heavy hitters in the music industry. Of course. You got dumb and co-signed their replacement. Now, I don't know what no lovely mini from a campaign, but I do not need to know who she really is, that she was using the N-word in the same content as Cardi B, 6 9 and CJ uses it. They are giving passes because they are grew up in New York, surround themselves with black people. Some could say of N. Use the one drop rule to their advantage. 
I noticed not just Lonely Minnie, but with other Asians who had similar backgrounds as these three, Laraza and that they are not given the same passes to say the N-word. I thought Mercy growing up poor in the hood, loving hip-hop, effing black men and women were not allowed to pass a flag, at least to New Yorkers. Oh, it makes people uncomfortable for Asians to say, but you feel okay with these propped up industry plant motherfuckers use it to rise in hip-hop. I don't get past it. None of these motherfuckers. I use fuse to support the apocalypse, but as many is not doing what what too many blacks have shown is okay for her and others to do. As much as some of you all call appropriate blackface, it's supported by too many of us. Oh, of course it is. It's just every time Takashi 69, all these motherfuckers, and speaking about Takashi 69, he's, he's making fun of um, King Von's death once again. So that shows you how much they, they really roll with, just roll with disrespect about how they can do your ads once again. So this, this might be a little special, special report I decide I want to do because I think this will be another one I'd like to get on people on this. So, so I got this article here. Look. Keith Stanford said he got a therapist after filling Judas in the back. So, let's see, Stanford is earning reviews for his part of real O'Neill, the Ephraim form, who inf infiltrated the black parent in Judas and the black Messiah. However, the dark nature of the role of the film took a heavy and a virtual act. To in an interview with Level, Stanfield revealed he got a therapist just in time for the delayed release of Judas and the black Messiah. Stanford pointed the cut scene in the film where O'Neill had to poison the black pamphlet near Fred Hampton and as a source of stress. In the scene where I had the poison, a lot of it didn't end up making it to the final cut, but we shot mixing it in Kool-Aid and I had to go through it with all these emotions and say, with someone like Daniel, who I just respect as a human being and as an artist as Fred Hampton, it felt like I was actually poisoning Chairman Fred Hampton. And it's, it's tough. You have to play a government agent like William O'Neill. All these informants go into the Panthers, all rob and steal and everything. What has to get done is just, oh, just doing what they do, what they like to do, absolutely best. What they do, absolutely best. They do, but you know, it's tough to actually see. Now, now, the last topic I want to talk about. And I really want to have a talk about it, and it's actually a serious topic, is the match between Salih Dib 
and real. I watched the match, and I can say that was a really good upset. Great upset. It was a great upset, and it was good. It was sparking up a lot of things. And sparking up. I bet you it was sparking up a lot of people in the wrestling world after that big, big upset that re that everyone was like basically, basically absolutely talked about. So it's like. So it's not, it is, it was so big and so surprising. So it was a, So, but actually, that is a very, very good match. Very, very great, 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 great match. Because you can actually see the the technical wrestler, Silly Deb. She's a great technical wrestler, like Bret Hart, Chris Benoit, A. Guerrero. Strong technical wrestlers. Kurt Angle was also a technical wrestler. She, you can't really take their talent away from a lot of these athletes. But I am very impressed of the way this match actually went. So it's like it's like it's it's like I'm not I'm not I'm not so it's not like I'm I'm not I'm not gonna hate that the Asha man. So that's so it's gonna it's gonna be very very tight and see what we can actually do as an actual team. So I, so you know, I gotta say, I gotta say that the Sunni Deb match it was actually a great upset. Now she's gonna be going against Funda Rosa. So you really can't really really hate so that so this is gonna be. So having that match was so so. I'm gonna I'm gonna see a very very strong team to help Rio do better as a team as an athlete and it's so strong. So I gotta say that was one of the great upsets like that, bigger than when Private Party beat the Young Bucks. In the first round. Oh, that was so surprising. 
so that was everything that you needed to know about that great match. So that's how it is. So that's all I got for y'all today. So enjoy the closeouts and please say hey, stay vigilant, okay? So let's let's keep the music going. Alright? Talk to you later. Yeah.